Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. So why should Kevin Durant be livid? At Kyrie Irving. We're going to discuss that right now. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, as well as tune in. It's all about, yeah, Ben Simmons. Hey, Freddie. Yes, sir. I don't, I don't know if I believe you. I think it would be close in a battle between you and Morgan Freeman for best voice in the game. Nah, that's Morgan Freeman. I, I, I'm, I'm going to start advocating for you. I'm, I'm glad to have an advocate. I don't have a problem with that, but Morgan Freeman's been in that game a long time, man. I, there's miles and miles and miles to go if I can even even approach him from that standpoint. Key, any comment on that? I would say Freddie, um, Morgan Freeman, hmm. and Denzel? and my Denzel? man, uh, no, my man, uh, President Palmer from uh, what's his brother's name? Uh, he does the commercials. Oh, well, uh, oh, I know uh, you're talking H- about Dennis Haysbert. Yeah, yeah, Dennis, Dennis Haysbert. Yeah, yeah from they, he got he. Yeah, from twenty four, he 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 got a pipes on him too, though. Yeah, I mean, he told Quincy that what's wasn't loving basketball, but Quincy wasn't feeling it. So that voice only worked so far when it came to Dennis Haysbert from that standpoint. But when it comes to a lot of voices, going to be talking about what's going to go on tonight with Ben Simmons' return to Philadelphia. But one voice has something to say about the team that's going to play without Ben Simmons, and that is the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, they play hard in the six tonight. And our man Stephen A. Smith, when he's on first take, he said if he was Kevin Durant and he saw Kyrie Irving go for 50 points, this should be his reaction. He scored 50. So Kyrie could do that in his sleep any night he wants to. That's how electrifying of a talent he is. What we talked about and what we lamented, Doggy, that he ain't available. This is who he is. You see what I'm saying? And, 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 and when I saw Kevin Durant clapping like that last night and everybody raving, I got ticked off because that's exactly what Kyrie Irving wants to do. See, he wants to skip half the season. Oh. He want to work when he want to work. Then he want to show up. He puts on a show. And then everybody gets caught up in the show and forget the fact you ain't available half the time. See, man, I, 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 we got to get Stephen A. on our show. I'm going to first take today at 10 o'clock, and I'm going to have to have it out with him because I'm tired of this narrative being pushed that, like, oh, well, because Kyrie Irving has decided not to take the vaccine, that he doesn't like to work. And I, I get what the history has been, but Kyrie also was available last year for the playoffs before he got injured, and I think they were doing pretty damn well. And, and here's the thing about I get it that Stephen A. might be mad, that other people might be mad seeing Kyrie Irving dropped 50 points in the way he did it because you feel like he's cheating Kevin Durant. But let me tell you about KD. It might be frustrating for KD at times, especially at the beginning of the season when all this stuff was going down, how it led to James Harden potentially, you know, eventually leaving and things of sort. But KD and Kyrie are brothers. They are thick as thieves in this game. So it doesn't bother KD that Kyrie is not available because of the vaccine. He understands that. He knows that Kyrie is only going to be available for a certain amount of games. But KD also recognizes that this is for the long haul. 
for him and Kyrie. That they plan to play together here for a multitude of years, and they ain't going nowhere. And you still can't tell me that if they both were on the court together, if that's next year, regardless of whatever happens in the league, if you have KD and Kyrie and Ben Simmons on the same floor, what are people going to do with that? You have two of the best assassins offensively that maybe the game of basketball has ever potentially seen, right? Like they're going to be on the court together when that moment comes, and that's going to be enough for them to buy for championships. So that's what people don't recognize about KD. Yeah, I, I, I don't, you know, Stephen A saying that he doesn't want to play but half the, the games, I that part I don't subscribe to. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't believe that. Right. His beliefs is something different than others. So, therefore, he decided that he did not want to take the vaccination, which would allow him to play the entire season. But I would be frustrated and to a degree, depending on how it ends, Mad if I know if I had somebody full time, we would be able to do what we set out to do when I signed on. And because of your beliefs, which you have the right to, has cost me a championship, I would be mad. I'd be frustrated. No question about it. And I know that isn't Kevin Durant's personality, but that's Kevin Durant. That ain't me. But if I was in those shoes, I certainly would be mad, disappointed, frustrated because I signed on. And when I signed on, no, there was no pandemic. No, not at all. Um, so it's a very difficult situation to be in. But you absolutely 100% can write it down. I'd be mad as hell. I would be mad at key the fact that obviously our ceiling is not attainable without Kyrie on the court full time. I, I agree with you. I, that's me. That's me. But, like, I, you know, look, I've spent time. Okay, Katie's a different cat, man. He is. And, and I, as much as – and one of the lessons I've learned is as much as you try to understand somebody, like, he's very difficult to try to pinpoint how he thinks all the time. Mm-hmm. That's why he'll constantly clap back with these, you know, alternative perspectives about how he sees it. So, you know, I think being around that for a short stint and, and seeing his reasoning and rhyming behind things – like, it just brings a different perspective that isn't like what you, I, or Stephen A. would think because he just thinks out of the box all the time. Keyshawn yeah, Johnson. I respect Kyrie's decision not to be vaccinated. I respect it. There's no question about it. But you can't tell me, Jay, in the back of the mind that James Harden wasn't frustrated with the situation. Oh, yeah. Kevin yeah, Durant yeah. had already signed his extension, so he wasn't going nowhere anyway. Yeah. And you can't tell me at some point in time if it does not work out this year, that Kevin Durant won't be disappointed inside, frustrated, and mad, well, yep. even though he won't show it publicly. Because next year is not promised that you just because you got three great players on the court that all of a sudden y'all getting ready to run it back because everybody else is going to get better. And, Key, the last thing I'll say on this is I, I, I am completely with you. You and I are on the same page as it relates to the vaccine. But I also understand what – guys like Stephen A. and Big Perk have talked about as it relates to other things that have occurred with Kyrie Irving. And at the end of the day, like, Kevin Durant has to understand that, hey, like, this is a different type of animal as well as it relates to, like, how Kyrie's thinking and, you know, what moves him and how he, you know, envisions himself as a leader of this team. And that does come with volatility. There has been history of that. You guys maybe think of something regarding the relationship with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And – 
all points are on point. Keyshawn, you said about Kevin Durant, Jay Williams, about being a different cat, no doubt about that. I want to – Kevin Durant also knows that if he tries the same tactic that James Harden had, being upset with Kyrie Irving, because Kyrie Irving is work. not getting vac- vaccinated. If you're holding your breath, you can let it go because he's not going to do it. Kevin Durant knows, based on the ride-or-die situation that both are in, he knows that if he comes at Kyrie that way, he knows how Kyrie's going to react to that. And it's not going to be good. Not just for the basketball team, but for their friendship. Because Kevin Durant signed off to be with Kyrie Irving to leave the Golden State Warriors. If Kyrie Irving feels that all of a sudden Kevin Durant is going to be sort of disloyal to him and not respect what he had to do, it is going to affect the relationship. Don't think for one second that Kevin Durant doesn't know that, and he's not willing to risk that, not just for the basketball team, but for the relationship that both of these two have been able to forge together trying to win a championship with the Brooklyn Nets. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Series XM Channel 80 presented by Progressive Insurance. We, can't, we have a chance to go back to the NFL and another quarterback changing places. Learn behind Josh Allen. Believes he's going to be a different guy, more instinctive, more athletic, running around making plays. There's going to be a sneaky big market for this guy. If you remember a couple weeks ago when we were talking about this, I said he will sign a two-year, 20-something million dollar guaranteed deal. You're in Buffalo, behind Josh Allen, Ryan Dable, how they've orchestrated him. Seeing what's happened in Chicago with their quarterbacks makes you think about Mitch Trubisky differently now. The Giants have a new head coach. May they have another new quarterback to go with Daniel Jones. According to Jordan Renan, ESPN New York Giants reporter, the Giants are expected to make a run at free agent quarterback Mitchell Trubisky when the free agent negotiating window opens next week. If he signs it, it will be with the intention of pushing another top 10 pick in Daniel Jones, who has the job right now, and having a chance to have that kind of competition. He's been there for three years, and people wonder if there's going to be a year five or what's going to happen in year four. Now, check out what Adam Schefter and Mitchell Trubisky had to say on the Adam Schefter podcast about the Giants being the next landing spot for Trubisky. There's been some speculation out there that the New York Giants with Brian Dayball, their new general manager, Joe Shane, all the Buffalo connections – there's been some talk that the Giants could be interested in you, although I personally don't think that they'll be able to afford you because they can't offer you the starting job initially. I think you're going to be brought as a starter. But when I say to the New York Giants to you. Yeah, I think of uh, Coach Dable right away just because my connection with him in Buffalo. I'm excited to see what he does in New York, really. I don't know where I'm going to go, but I know whatever he does there, he's going to do a great job with that offense. Uh, he's a great leader of men. Uh, he's just real and authentic with all the guys, and I think that's why so many people respected him in our building. You know, listening to Mr. Bisky talk about it right there, he can't just openly say the, truly the way he feels about joining forces with Joe Shane as well as uh, Brian Dable with the New York Giants. There are going to be opportunities and options out there for him all across the board, whether it's the Indianapolis Colts or the Carolina Panthers. The problem chasing money is you're risking your career by doing so. And when you're Mitch Trubisky's second pick overall in the draft, you're not chasing money at this age. You are chasing stability. And the only way you're going to get stability is by familiarity. Familiarity meaning the offensive system that you learned a year ago in Buffalo is now transferring to the New York Giants. And if the New York Giants, is, as reported, are interested in you, they may not be able to pay you the money that the Indianapolis Colts can pay you or the Carolina Panthers can pay you. You take the money in Carolina, and all of a sudden, y'all don't do so well 
coaches are on the hot seat down there. They get fired. New coaches come in. They don't like you. Now your career is in shambles. You go to you go to the Giants, and I can tell you this without telling you this. And you take a two-year, I don't know, call it $22 million with 10 of it guaranteed in the first year, whatever you want to call it. You're coming in as the starter, even though they're not going to announce you the starter. You feel me, Freddie and Jay? Yeah. Mm. You now are the starter, even right. though they're not announcing you as the starter. You're going to be that fake dude pushing another guy in Daniel Jones, but you're really the starter. But we're going to make it seem like you're being pushed. And so if I'm him, I'm going to the Giants, hands down. You see, I, I love the Giants thought, Key, and I know you've been on this from the beginning about this, and I think the familiarity and continuity are, are great points about why that makes the most sense. And I agree with you that fit is more important than money. But if, if, you, if you were thinking about, hey, look, I can obviously fight out Danny Dimes, but Danny Dimes, they're still obviously maybe committed to him just because he has more familiarity with this team and the players, and they want to see if that can work first. I, I do draw in the other option where I think about the Pittsburgh Steelers, Freddie. Like, I really do. Like, your defense is ready. Like, you look at Dwayne Haskins, you look at Mason Rudolph, you're like, I have a chance, a legitimate chance to start. Matt Canada is there. Like, his offensive ability combined with yours, I know it's not the same familiarity, mm-hmm. but I, I think that opportunity and that division for a guy like Mitchell Trubisky is, is another big opportunity. It, it shows but the opportunity sits right in front of you in New York, though, Jay. I hear you. Gotta, key, but, you got to. But there, there is something about this city that worries me sometimes. Like, I just came from Chicago where every single day I was getting beat up and beat up. There is something to be said. And I know every city to a degree in the NFL, like, focuses on their team. But there is something about being a little bit more understated. Like, I don't know. Like, it felt like he was no, understated Pittsburgh, in Buffalo. Pittsburgh ain't understated. You coming from a Hall of Fame. You replacing a Hall of Fame quarterback, man. You, you ain't, that ain't understated. A Hall of Fame quarterback that's I hear easily. That the bar was very low last year for, for him. Yeah, but that but we're not talking about last year. We're talking about the last fifteen years of his career is what we're talking about. And you are now thinking about replacing something like that. When you can walk in and you become an immediate upgrade to the New York Giants, the coaches have had a chance to understand your capabilities when you were in Buffalo. They they went out and got you from Chicago and brought you to Buffalo. Now they're courting you to come to the Giants for a reason. You have an opportunity to, to have a rebirth and resurrect your career sort of kind of like a Ryan Tannehill to a degree. If you go to some other place without familiarity, you you put yourself behind the eight ball. Uh, CK, I like this. So you're the Giants and I'm the Steelers. Take out familiarity. What ownership group do you trust the most? To do what? To lead a franchise. I mean, the Giants franchise, man, you you speaking from a Giants fan base. The Giants franchise has several Super Bowls. They've obviously done something right along the way. Now. Yeah, I, I know I'm asking you, what what ownership <laughs> group do you trust the most? Don't make the argument for the Giants. Just ask me honestly. I, I, I trust them both. Okay. What what head coaching staff do you trust more? I know that answer. Well, I I know both coaching staffs, but if I'm coming from Buffalo, <laughs> yeah. if I'm coming from Buffalo oh. and I have familiarity with the Buffalo with with Brian Dable and Joe Shane, 
I got to trust them before I can trust Mike Tomlin. I, I hear you. That's why I said take familiarity out of the picture. I can't, I, though. It's impossible. I, it, but let's not act like Pittsburgh is a poor option. Like they, It's I, not a poor option. It's just not the best option for Mitch Trubisky. That's all I'm saying. Why is it, not, not, the best, why is it not Why is it not the best option? for? I, I get the whole thing by the Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, ready to come in for Max Kellerman on ESPN Radio. I get because it's familiarity with Brian Dable. But if you want to be a starting quarterback, you're Mitch Trubisky, yes. instead of trying to supplant somebody that they still may have an affection for when it comes to the ownership group above buying Dable Key, why not a Pittsburgh team? Because Mason Rudolph's not going to be their starting quarterback. He can believe it all he wants, but Mitch Trubisky stands to have a better chance of starting there and not waiting yes. than doing that with the New York Giants. They're not giving Mitch Trubisky $12 million plus dollars a year to be a backup. So my, the money that they pay me, is going to tell me that I am the starter day one. It, 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 it's a little bit – so what you got to understand is they're never going to say Mitch Trubisky's our starter, we're replacing Daniel Jones. No, what they're going to say is we sign for competition, even though they already know he's the starter. Even though they already know that. I understand it's a cleaner path in Pittsburgh – Based on what we've seen out of Mason Rudolph and the, the and the and the value that Mr. Trubisky may bring, it's a cleaner path to starting. But I also think that the Giants and their new coaching staff gives the fan base a lot of hope. Now, this isn't the old Giants of the last four or five years. This is a different situation coming from a winning situation. So. I think him, pers- me personally, with him, I'd go. I would go to the Giants. He can go to Indy and get paid and be the starter. But then, if it don't go well, guess what? I just think certain things for certain people mean, and I don't know what this means, but I know that Mitchell Trubisky is from Cleveland, right? So I think Pittsburgh, like that proximity, being in that division, like I think there's a lot of familiarity for him with those things too. I don't know what that means to him, but you know, as we try to tie and connect this web together, maybe that means something to a degree. The fact that we're having a conversation about Mitchell Trubisky in a quarterback Crazy. market, Crazy. we didn't think we'd be having this conversation a year ago when the Chicago Bears were done with him. If you had told anybody, I don't care if you're an NFL insider or just a casual Joe Josephine fan, that we'd be talking about Mitchell Trubisky in a quarterback market, people would have said, you're completely crazy. That's they, where they, we they've are. They've been calling me crazy for the long time. <laughs> Shay Cornette think Shay Cornette think I done fell off a, a, a wall and he bumped my head. Well, uh, I don't know about all that now and bumping your head from that. It's standpoint. a small bump. It, well, a bump's a bump. You know, it depends how much it hurts. Well, Jay, see, I can say something right now. Oh boy, what? But I don't what? even want to say what? it. Go ahead, go ahead. Say you it. bumped your on. head on the wall. Say, say I bumped my head off my motorcycle accident. Go ahead, say it. No, I wow. wasn't even That's what you're going to say, Key. No, that's, who, not. that's who you are. What are you no, going to say? No, I, I was going to say if if you bumped your head on the wall, your head wouldn't hurt. It would be the wall that would be hurt. See, you, you – so Nobody's even talking about a motorcycle. <laughs> well, you're the one that's made sounds of – You think you think I'm that little? <laughs> I think he does think yes, you're that little. <laughs> I'm not, Jay. I'm with you every day. I know who you are. <laughs> little is crazy. <laughs> I'm surprised you said little and not tiny. That's what he's called oh, me for as well. I'm a tiny little legend of a player. Jeez. No, you're a good player. See, you're about to say you're a good little player. I, no, you're a good no, he wasn't going to say that. It's good to sound when this man was like, oh, I never Fred, think somebody that will Fred, ever be drafted 
that high is so Freddie, tiny. He was the like number you. two pick of the NBA draft. There it comes Freddie. He had to have done something absolutely right in right. college. Uh, d- despite his size, he did a hell of a job. See, yeah. they see anytime, the slight, Freddie. Anytime, do you, what's the do you slight? Hear the slight despite the size. Well, well, no, be so over normal people. Hold on a second, Jay. It's not a backhanded compliment. Yeah, he said. Oh, I, I mean, mean, you're, I mean not too many guys your size were a top yes. two, top three Freddie, pick in the Freddie, NBA draft. Freddie, see, see, you see, Freddie, you didn't hear the original conversation. Now, the original conversation, Key Max and I during the break one time, Key was like. Say, I'm thinking, has anybody 6'2 or under your sides been drafted top three? Like, since since when? Since you've been drafted? And I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't think so. He's like, yeah, so for your tiny sides, you've accomplished some amazing things. And the whole thing became about this compliment that was also under, underlined with backhanded slights. Do me a favor before Yates, Do you have the sound gates? Play the sound. No, stop thinking so small all the time. See? Oh, you see? You hear it? That, that, now that, it, one, that was a shot. There you go. <laughs> no, it's not. He couldn't help himself. He can't oh, help himself. Oh, stop. <laughs> he texts me every day in my life. Day. I love it. This is like we try to bring fans in. This is what it's like being in the locker room on a day-to-day it, basis. That, that is very true. If you, you either handle it or be handled, especially Keyshawn J. Will and Max, Grow Keyshawn up. Jansen, J. Williams, <laughs> well, Wow, I, here we go. I grew up, you know. Yeah, exactly. If a Max Keller My bank account grew up just fine, Keith. Uh, I, I, I don't have any doubts about all those zeros in your bank account when it comes to both of you guys. <laughs> Mitchell Jabisky is trying to add to his bank account his NFL career. Will he replace another former second overall pick in Indianapolis? That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Oh. Grow up. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. They've been on like a silly trend this whole show between Pat Costello and Alan Yates. It is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, Freddie coming in for Max Kellerman. 
on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, as well as tune in. So the Colts, after one year, Carson Wentz, they said, nope, we're going to move on another direction. They traded the Washington Commanders. Let's bring the man that played nine years in the National Football League, part of that with the Indianapolis Colts. He's now the co-host of the Man to Man Pod. He is Darius Butler. Hit him on Twitter at Darius J. Butler. Darius, the easy answer to say with Carson Wentz being moved on from the Colts is that it all centers around what he did not do in that final regular season game when they lost to Jacksonville. But what is the real answer to what went wrong with Carson Wentz only staying one year with the Colts in Indianapolis? Man, uh, well, like you said, what's up, Freddie? First and foremost, yeah. man. Um, but it, it was surprising to me that they moved on from him. Uh, it wasn't just him in the Jacksonville game uh, or the Las Vegas uh, Raiders game. You know, you had two games where you had the, uh, you know, your destiny in your hands pretty much. You laid the egg both games. Um, to me, that, that comes from the top down. That comes from coaches. That comes from the players in that locker room not being ready um, to go out there and get it done. And obviously Carson was a part of that. Um, but to move on from him, um, you know, it was this was kind of eye-opening for me. And I, I think this was bigger than those last two games. I honestly think, you know, this was uh, something that he didn't do coming into the season. And that was, you know, get, get vaxxed. As a quarterback, you keep hearing this leadership, leadership, leadership buzzword. Um, but when I talk to the players in that locker room um, that I know, the people in the organization, you know, the, the leadership wasn't really the issue. I think, um, you know, the organization, and, and I'm sure they weren't the only, only organization, but I think they had an issue with what he didn't do, and it was bigger than our football. Darius, how much of this was more about – Jim Ursay wanting a quarterback that he felt could get them to where they wanted to go, opposed to Chris Ballard and Frank Reich in the draft picks that they gave up to get him. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jim, Jim, uh, he's been loud about, you know, wanting a quarterback, wanting a difference maker. And, and the coach, that organization is has been spoiled at that position, you know, having Peyton for all those years, then going and having Luck, and then obviously Luck's career being cut short. And, and when they made the move for Wentz, I thought it was I thought it was a good move. I thought it was worth uh, worth the shot. It was worth making the trade. Um, you know, you obviously you had Phillip Rivers in there for a year, and you go and get Carson, the guy that's younger, guy that obviously has talent. Your head coach was a part of the staff that drafted him two overall. So if anybody could, you know, revive his career. It would have been uh, Frank Wright, and uh, so I, I feel like it was worth a shot. And then hearing the reports that, you know, Coach Wright was, you know, apologizing to to Ursay after the season, and then, you know, Carson tried to meet with him, but Ursay was moving around. You know, he 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 uh, Jim Jim is thirsty for another championship, another ring, and uh, you had Peyton for all those years. You only got one with him. You didn't get any with Andrew. So um, you know, they're getting impatient, but at the same time. Um, and you know this, you, you can't build any continuity in the locker room, any offense, or anywhere, you know, going six years with six different starting quarterbacks to open the season. Like, um, so, you know, Russell, he, he moved to Denver. Aaron Rodgers stayed in uh, Green Bay. So, I mean, those are your two primetime guys that were probably available. And um, for them to move on, at the, on from Carson after those guys moved off the board, it, it really doesn't make sense to me right now because you moved to Jimmy G. That's not a huge upgrade. I think it's a slight upgrade. And I don't think uh, Josh McDaniels is getting rid of uh, letting Derek Carr move. So, um, you know, we're kind of in no man's land right now at the most uh, important position on the team. Former Colts CB Darius Butler joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. B.B., I, I, 
with that being said, because I was about to ask you, well, who should they target? But you're telling me reasons why maybe it doesn't make sense for Jimmy G and other guys. How hot are the seats of GM Chris Ballard and head coach Frank right now? You know, well, they just got new deals last year, which kind of, you know, was a head scratcher. And, you know, if you're looking at the whole picture, I mean, Chris Ballard, he put together a roster that led the league in pro bowlers. You had seven pro bowlers on the team last year. So you can't necessarily – and obviously, you know, it's been a revolving door at the quarterback since uh, Luck retired early. Um, but he's been trying to figure it out and stop. I mean, but I think the seat should be, you know, somewhat warm for Frank. Um, you know, like I said, those two games last year, you got the Raiders, you got the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. You just got to beat one of those teams to get in the playoffs with a roster full of talent like that. Um, I think the seat should be warming up, but, you know, they got a lot of money um, uh, committed to them last, just last season. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I think it was some hard <laughs> – it was some difficult conversations had right after the season, you know, with the gym, with the head coach, and obviously regarding the quarterback. Um, but uh, it, it's just a weird spot. I mean, Jimmy G, I still think he is upgrade. I know he's getting his shoulder cleaned up, and, you know, people have been taking shots at him, but he wins. Jimmy G wins. Um, you know, you got Jameis out there. You got uh, – it's, it's, it's not too many options out there, especially if you look at this draft. So, um, you know, I know Carson wasn't great. He, he didn't play great by any stretch. But, um, you know, at least I would say give him another year, try to get some weapons around it because that receiver group, that receiver room, I mean, those, those guys help make the quarterback better as well. So uh, a lot of questions to be answered there, but I think that seat should be getting warm, um, you know, for Frank. And I love Frank, uh, you know, as a man and as a coach. But, uh, you know, just got to do better and have those guys ready going into games like that. Well, especially now since you guys don't have Carson Wentz, I think it opens up a lot of cap space, close to $70 million. So you're able to go after guys like Jarvis Landry, or Amari Cooper, but we had our NFL insider on earlier today, Diana Rossini, and she pretty much said, hey, don't be surprised if they decide not to make a move at the quarterback position and just have Sam Ellinger be the quarterback for a year until they can make a move the following year. So if that were to be the case, how would you feel about that? I highly, highly doubt uh, Jim Irsay is going to be content with Sam Ellinger taking snaps. Uh, with all, all these quarterbacks moving around, and and you look at that AFC side just specifically, if, if you're going if you're going with Sam Ellinger, you're pretty much, you know, tanking this year almost because you have you got Lamar Jackson, Burrow, Allen, uh, Herbert, all, Mahomes, all those guys on the AFC side. Like you have to get a quarterback. Like I said, moving off Carson Wentz and going with Sam Ellinger for the year. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. that no, nah, that, that's not the Jim. That's not the Jim Irsay, <laughs> I hear you, uh, that I know. That I know and love. So I, nah, I, I don't see that happening. That that can't happen. Um, you know, you see, and he, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but a lot of these coach players have been voicing their public frustration. Yeah. A guy like Darius Leonard, who's oh, yeah. been an All Pro year in a year out, he's like, "Damn, here we go again. Fifth year in the organization, and the fifth year we're going to a different quarterback." So um, it's frustration in that building. Um, obviously, huge letdown last year. Once again, with all that talent in the building, so uh, they got to make a move. You can't, you can't try it out. You know, no, 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 nothing against Sam. Do not try Sam. Let's try out there week one. I just had that. Uh, Darius, don't shoot the messenger. You know, Darius. Real quick before we let you go, if the if for some reason I have this weird feeling, if they made a play for Matt Ryan, is this a Super Bowl contending team? Hell no. Matt Ryan, come on, man. <laughs> we got going Matt Ryan. We need weapons. We need look. The only way, in my opinion, 
with what's out there right now, we become a Super Bowl contender team. Is if Andrew Luck is in the weight room right now, and they don't worked out some deal, they got Andrew Luck returning to the team for OTAs. That's the only reason. That's the only way I'm putting this team in Super Bowl contention. The AFC is too stacked right now with, with, with quarterbacks number one, and then teams uh, you know that are put together. And Colts, I mean, we got a window right now, and uh, we better strike and get something done fast, or, or it can slip. And in the NFL, it's no longer year by year. It's play by play, second by second. And nobody <laughs> knows that more than the Indianapolis Colts. He is a great follow on Twitter. Darius J. Butler played in the NFL for nine years. Now co-host of the Man to Man Pod. Always a pleasure to have Darius Butler joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Give the great work, DB. We'll talk to you soon. And thanks a lot. All right, DB. I appreciate you guys. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I'm on Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Freddie coming in for, Nax, in for Max Kellerman and Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, as well as tune in. So a lot of conversation about what's going to go on in Philadelphia tonight and what happened last night to the Los Angeles Lakers, losing to the worst team in basketball, the Houston Rockets, being outscored 19-10 to 10 in the overtime of that one. Let's bring in our man Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider, who joins us here. And who else to talk about LeBron James and other NBA matters than Brian Windhorst Giving you that straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Brian Windhorst, the easy question is, what is really wrong with LeBron James and the Lakers right now? What is your answer? You know, people have been blaming Westbrook for this season, but it's really a combination of three things. One, the injuries. LeBron's been hurt. AD's been hurt. Two, Westbrook's a terrible fit. We Mm. knew it was a risk, and it has been a terrible fit. But guess what? Last night, Westbrook played I – went I went and looked it up. I think it's a top three game of the season for him. He scores 30 points. He has two turnovers. And they lose because of the third thing that's the problem. And to me, history will blame Russ, but that's not really the full case. Their defense. They were the number one defensive team in the league last year. When they won the title two years ago, they were the number three defensive team. That's what Frank Vogel does. When they traded for Westbrook – they eviscerated their defense, and they are now the number 17 defensive team. You want to know the difference between the Lakers last year and this year? There it is, from yep. 1 to 17 in defense. They gave up 120 points in regulation to Houston, who had lost 13 of 14 games and were missing one of their best players in Christian Wood. He was out because he was sick. 120. Bam. Wendy, to add on to that, and this is what I said this earlier in the season, and people were like, oh, Jay's just making up stuff. I talked to some younger players around the league, and people literally seemed excited about going against the Lakers. Like, I've never heard people being excited about going against LeBron, right? 
And then when I'm watching Jalen Green after the game, a rookie say, oh, yeah, we were targeting Carmelo Anthony on defense every single time. <laughs> that was amazing. Like that's, it's almost like it's embarrassing. That's a rookie saying that who gave you 32 last night. Yeah, you know, I, I wish I could say who it was, but I'm not going to say. But in, in early December, I was out at a game. with I was covering a team that has a chance to win the title this year. And I was talking with a star player, an all-star player, and I was talking to him about the West. And he said, yeah, I'm not even worried about the Lakers. And I was like, I've never heard somebody be so dismissive of a LeBron James team. Wow. And I'll never forget that. And, you know, this is a veteran guy. I wish I could tell you, but I, you know, it was a private conversation. But I, but I remember thinking then, like, boy, these teams out here, like, they see. They see what's there. They see that it's not going to work. And LeBron's been fighting up that. He's been trying to push that boulder up the hill all year long. And you saw last night. I mean, he didn't play great, um, but he played 45 minutes coming back <laughs> from a knee injury that is, uh, you know, that is obviously needs rest. He plays 45 minutes at a game against the worst team in the league, and he still can't get a win. That is just not normal. It is not normal for LeBron to go to the well against a bad team and not be able to deliver, and this has been building for months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Wendy, I get it. We're, we're not very good, but I want you to tell me how we can get good again. How can we fix it? What is it that we need to do to ride the ship? Okay, so I believe there is no role Westbrook can play on this Lakers team that's going to work. So he's got to get traded. He, I don't care what three guys they trade him for, literally any three players that, you know, they have to make money to make a trade work. You go find a team looking to dump salary because now Russell Westbrook is a $47 million expiring contract. There are teams out there that want to dump salary. You take any three players, seriously, any three that, that, that satisfy the trade rules, then you have a battle royale stare down between LeBron and the front office about the 2027 first-round pick and the 2029 first-round pick. Those are the two picks the Lakers can trade. LeBron is going to want them to trade them. And those two moves, getting any three players for Westbrook and using those picks and potentially with Taylor Horton Tucker to retrofit around, um, around LeBron for, for next year. And, you know, I'm not saying it's a guarantee Lakers are going to do that. But they are trapped, guys, because, you know, LeBron's first year, you remember in, in L.A., he got hurt. Things weren't going good. They shut down, tanked at the end, got the number four draft pick. Mm-hmm. That was, the, that was the, the grease that allowed them to get Anthony Davis. They don't control their pick this year. They don't control their pick next year. They don't control their pick the year after. They have no choice. They are in for a penny, in for a pound, whatever old saying you want to make, and I think that's what they're going to have to do this summer. Well, Wendy, let's talk about the big game tonight. You have the Nets at the 76ers at 7.30 on TNT. I'm so curious. So many dynamics of this game. Obviously, Ben Simmons, everybody will talk about that. But I was curious, since you've been all over this since the beginning, what do you think the dynamic between James Harden, Kyrie, and KD will be today? Yeah. You know, Jay, I'll never forget this. When the trade went down, you said that you thought it could be one of the best teams of all time. Mm-hmm. And when this trade, when, when Harden went to Philly, it was a loss. You know, there was a, I was talking to executives in the league. I said, boy, you guys kind of got to be upset because, you know, Philly and Brooklyn were two teams that were kind of wheezing, and now they're both sort of live for, to, to win the East. And I was talking to a, a general manager, one of the East teams who's in the, who's in the race, and he goes, actually, we'll, we'll play those two teams. We just never wanted to play the, the, the Nets 
with full power Kyrie, full power Harden, full power Durant. Mm. We didn't think we could beat those guys. It is a, a gift to the whole Eastern Conference that that never worked. Huh. And so this trade is it's probably one of the most consequential trades of the last 25 years. And we may even push it back. I'm just saying that to because I haven't studied like back in the 80s to be able to, to give it. Because not only does this affect the legacies of these players, as you mentioned, Durant, Harden, Kyrie, it affects the coaches, it affects the front offices, it affects uh, the owners who signed off on this deal. These teams are just down the road for each other. They're going to begin competing for each other for championships right now for the next few years. It's, one, it's just the stakes on this thing are huge. And the interpersonal situations, as you mentioned, Jay, with Harden having broken up with those guys with, when they could have had something absolutely incredible, it is, there's so much skin in the game. This is just an appetizer. It should be a heck of an appetizer. This is just the beginning. 30 seconds left, Wendy. What is it going to be like? Ben Simmons back in that building. But on the bench, Freddie. And not why on the floor. is he even? Why are they why even doing there? it? I have. I, 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 that's why I'm asking you. Why is he doing the that? The only thing I can think of is that they want to sort of rip the bandaid off, so that if there's a playoff series between the teams, that that's not an extra layer. But I think it's his first game playing there is going to be equally hard either way. The only thing I can see on Ben's part is that if he, he is treated so terribly tonight, that it reinforces why he had to get out of there. Not in Philly, but to the rest of the world. Does a great job as always at ESPN NBA Inside. Hit him on Twitter, Windhorse ESPN. Brian Windhorse joining us here at Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Here with the great work, Wendy, and enjoy the medieval atmosphere tonight in Philadelphia with Ben Simmons <laughs> returning for the Brooklyn Nets, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. That's going to be interesting when just, and Wendy's right. I, no one knows why, Key and Jay, why Ben Simmons is doing this. If you're going to rip the band aid off, then just be on the floor. But the be in the building, booze, just on the bench. Though. It's some booze. It's not that big of a deal. It, it, well, it's not that big of a deal. To you. It, it, to yeah. you, Keith. <laughs> yeah, apparently to Ben, it's a huge deal. It, it's massive because, and I'm going to be that guy. At a certain point, Ben Simmons, I'm not going to question where your space is, but you're going to have to get back in the basketball floor sooner than later. End of story. Factual. Period. And if you think tonight's going to be easy because you're not playing in Philadelphia, you think the fans can give you a break because you're not playing? Dude, you must not live on planet Earth if you're Ben Simmons. We talked yeah, the right. dynamic we'll see between Harden, KD, and Kyrie, but what about KD and Kyrie, that dynamic going forward? That's next. G-Sean, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. 